We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that this podcast is being recorded on, the Wajak people of Perth region. We recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and community and pay our respects to them and their cultures and to elders both past and present. There's three sides to every story. There's my side, your side and the truth. Come on girls, let's go shopping. That's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. What are you looking at? Rolling in a boy jumping me. You're mad, you bastard. Far am you. Far am you. Swear to Christ, Liz, you get a bag of all sorts in here, mate. Welcome to Whoop Whoop. Hello and welcome to Last New Wave, the podcast that looks at the wide and varied landscape that is Australian cinema. On this episode, I'm joined by the director and producer of uh, the documentary Something Quite Peculiar which is a documentary that is based around Steve Kilby, who, if you know your Australian music, which you should do, uh, he is the voice of the church. And most importantly, he's also the voice of a song which everybody seems to know, which is Under the Milky Way. The director is Mike Brook, and his sister Patty Brook is the producer, and she also voices the personality of the song Under the Milky Way in the documentary. It's really interesting. It's really fascinating. Uh, this is currently screening at Cinefest Oz down in Bustleton. So if you can, head along to go and see it down there. Uh, it's certainly one of uh, the better music documentaries that I've seen in the past year. And, I, and I've seen a bunch. Um, so certainly, you know, if you can, try and head along to see it. It's already had a screening over at the Melbourne International Film Festival. And I hear that went really well. Um, fingers crossed as well that there's going to be screenings coming up in the future. Uh, and... You know, I'm going to put links in the show notes as well for the Facebook page for something quite peculiar. Hit like on there so you can get the notifications as to when those screenings are coming because I think this is a film that you all should really head along to go and see. Look, uh, this was filmed at my home. This is the first uh, interview that I've actually done at my home. So, um, you know, the, the audio is good for the most part, but... Um, Bernadette was uh, great and she went and took the dogs for a walk but unfortunately a dog walk can only go so far when you've got senior dogs uh, so they do return halfway through um, and our smallest dog Cheese makes a little bit of background noise. Do apologise for that but it doesn't really affect the interview. Nonetheless, let's have a listen to the trailer and we'll be back with the interview. I sing the madness and the light. The evangelist gone off the rails. Ordinary people in their homes all asleep that I heard in the wake in the wake of the storm. My memory has somehow become a form. Events queue up to be admitted. Things go in one eye and out the other. I stand for a long time. I stand for a long time just gazing at myself and what has become of me. What has become of me? Genius. What genius? Do you hear the song that busker is playing? That's me, under the Milky Way. It often seemed like I was Steve's least favourite child. Maybe because I was the favourite of so many others. I'm doing this song for your sake, because I fucking hate this song, but it's for you. <laughs> when they made that record, they didn't know it was going to be played that many times. Someone in the record company said, hang on a minute, that's the one. It's a perfect little song. The crystallization of Steve's style. The planet of songs are ready to drop something and we were there. 
I've written 750 songs. I've been on every imaginable stage to every imaginable size audience. I've done so much stuff. And people keep dragging me back to this one thing, going on and on and on and on about it. Stop asking me. I grew up, I wanted to be in rock and roll. I wanted to have threesomes with women and I wanted to take drugs. I want to do all the wild things. Wow, look, an old guy who can still run around and rock and roll. You know, I heard a lot of people on the way, let down people. You know, addiction always involves all the other people around at the time. It wasn't all just about me, unfortunately. Steve Kilby, my drug hell. Of course it was hell. Welcome back, everybody. Um, and I'm joined by two people this time. And this is the very first time I've ever done a, an interview in my own home. So, um, you know, there's Very that. nice home. <laughs> yes, very nice. Um, so, I'm joined by a uh, team behind something quite peculiar, which is a documentary about Steve Kilby. And The Church, of course, which is yep, a great the Australian band. So if you'd like to introduce yourselves and what your roles are with this documentary as well, it'd be fantastic. Okay, well, I'll go first. My name's Mike Brook, and I'm the director, editor, and writer, and sort of a bit of everything else um, <laughs> that is required. And this is my sister. Yeah, so my name's Patty Brook. I'm Mike's sister. I'm the producer of the film, and I also was lucky enough to help out on lots of shoots, and uh, I'd say that I was there from day one. Yeah, we've got to do Steve Kilby. <laughs> yeah. And there's one other thing Patty's failed to mention, is that she is the voice of Milky Way. Yeah. yeah, which is something, we'll get onto that in a bit, because that's really interesting. And my wife watched it today, who's gone off to go and walk the dogs. Um, but she, we, we had a brief talk about it, and she was a bit like, wow, that's, that's something which is really interesting. We'll, right. we'll jump into that in a moment because the first question I kind of had is why Steve Kilby? <laughs> besides, besides the obvious. But, yeah. but... It's not a question Steve would ask. <laughs> it's, um, listen, it, the story we tell and that was how it came about is we, we interviewed him for the Stephen Cummings film I made and he just blew us away. He was great, entertaining yep. uh, and where we sort of turned up with, you know, ready to film for an hour, two and a half hours later we walked out of there <laughs> and I think he was still talking, not sure. We packed up and just kept going. And really, Paddy pushed it a bit, saying, we've got to do something with him, we've got to do something with him. And I didn't want to just go and do a thing about the church and so forth, so I went away and sat down and came up with a plan and we pitched it at him. Yeah. Well, and we were lucky enough too because he just put his book out probably about six months later. Yeah. So then we read or his words as well, he's just fantastic, you know, when you, when you talk yeah, to him, and yeah. then you read his words and his story, and we just said, we've got to do, we've got to do Kilbs. Yeah, well, definitely. <laughs> and, and did you come, like, as church fans to start off with, or just fans of the personality of Steve? I, I told the story the other day in front of Steve, and I said, oh, well, they weren't my favourite band. He goes, oh, no, and he gave me a hard time, but... I think we've all been through this. So I get into my friend's car and he's always got the church on. Mm -hmm. So we're talking the first album. And it's like, you know, oh, really? The church? <laughs> and then it, it wears you down. You go, well, that's a good album. I really like that. And then The Blur Crusade comes out and it's like, okay, this is good. It's around sort of university time. 
and everyone's doing um, when you were mine in the Battle of the Bands competition. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, and and then it sort of clicked, and then Seance comes out, and that was it. I was just won over. I thought these guys are a bit like Steve says; they aren't your normal average Australian band. And that was that. I started to realise that was important to me to not just be someone had to be a bit different, and they certainly were. I felt. Yeah. <laughs> They really are. And I watched recently at the Revelation Film Festival documentary on the go-betweens. Yep, not seen it yet. So yeah. Your film's better. Yay! <laughs> sorry, sorry, we didn't you know what? What was that? Can you say that again? And, and I say that Chris Stenford, I, I love him, he's a great director, but, you know, the film, I think, I think you know, the go-betweens are a very unique band, just yeah. like the Triffids are, just like the churches. So it's really interesting to see these stories being told. Was that something that, you know, because this is your second film about music, Australian yeah. music in particular, mm-hmm. is this something that is a passion for you that you really want to be able to delve into? Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I love, you know, I think the fact I live over, overseas as well, that it really focused my attention on my love of Australian music because <laughs> it's that, that classic thing, isn't it? You're over there going, playing these songs, but people don't know them. <laughs> you know, you're like going... Well, how do you not know this? Because if I was somewhere in Australia, we'd all be singing along to that yeah. one. And that, <laughs> that, that's driven both films in a way. That idea that these things are just almost Australia-centric. Now, Kilby goes a bit further than the sports did. But, yeah, it's, it, it is a passion of mine. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I was and am that geek of... <laughs> Well, I think you'll find that uh, Nick Lorne produced that album. <laughs> and, you know, and uh, look, uh, Patty's nodding off already again, so she's put up with that as we grew up. But, yeah, that, yeah, definitely. And to, make, you know, to take what I became in the end, an editor and a filmmaker, yeah. and combine them, it's like, oh, hello, why don't I do that a little earlier? Yeah. So for you, you live in Perth, in yep, WA. Yeah, I live in Perth, yes. So you're... Like, is that kind of an inspiration for you, the music that the WA produces? Obviously, the church aren't a it, WA it, band. Exactly. But and, and I lived away from WA for a while and London. And I think a lot of people tell me this story that Milky Way was out when I was in, in London in the 80s and 90s and played all the time. And it just brought me back home. Mm-hmm. And everyone I speak to, Milky Way, because it's the Milky Way and it's Australia and it's an Australian band, mm. I, I focused on that. So that's my love for it. And it's a great song. It and is. I think one of the really interesting things about the film that, you know, growing up in Australia, I listen to the church. Of course you do. Like, it's just one of the things that you do. You can't, you can't avoid them. <laughs> you, you, you really can't avoid them. But, you know, we don't really get that perspective of what it's like, what Australian music is like until you go overseas and, and you know, you say to people, you know, the church, and they're like, are they anything like Midnight Oil? And you're like, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. No. <laughs> But, you know, it's those, those hit songs like Milky Way, which is, you know, what carries across overseas. Mm. Now, with your film, you give that song a voice. <laughs> Literally. Literally. That's yeah. a nice idea. <laughs> how'd you come up with that? Uh, how did you come up with that? Uh, I always say that I wanted to talk about Milky Way, and I knew that Steve didn't want to talk about Milky Way. So what do we do? We need Milky Way to defend its position yeah. so it, it was that and it, it literally was going well how do I do that now I, I said to you the other day didn't I it suddenly occurred to me I'd read an article where Steve had said um, jokingly 
I look at all you songs not doing very much. Look at Milky Way. He's out there earning all money and doing a great job, and you all lazy, you know, bastards are over in the yeah. corner doing nothing. So in a way, Kilby's responsible for the personification of it, <laughs> and he and he doesn't like the idea. He's the one thing he sort of you know, fights, rattles against. <laughs> it's uh, the yeah the featuring of the song, but then also giving the song a voice. Yeah. But I, I wanted a hook. I don't want to make a. You know, in 1978, the church did to do. We don't want to do that sort of film. So let's find some way which people go, uh, hang on, what's going on here? And then get into it. If they don't like it, at least they've got an opinion on it. Mm. And it gives, you know, who else has done it? Well, well, Disney, it, Disney it. do it all the time, obviously. But <laughs> but, but I think that, the, you know, it's, it provides the aspect of a film where, you know, you're going to a gig and you really only maybe know a couple of the songs of the band and then they play the hit song, the second song that they play and you're a bit like, oh shit, I really don't know the rest of these songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but for this, I think the, the benefit is, you know, even if you don't know any church songs and you know that one song, then it provides a narrative throughout which carries through, which is really important and powerful. Uh-huh. And for people like myself who do know their music, you're like, okay, this is great because I'm getting to see a different perspective of their music that good. I wouldn't have expected. Thank you. Yeah. Good. So there you go. Thank it's you. good. <laughs> you win the prize. <laughs> so can I ask you the question? You liked the voice? Having I did. The voice in there? I did. I did. Did you like my voice? <laughs> Not necessarily my voice, but I think that's the only sort of, we're, we're getting sort of the yeses and noes about the voice. So yeah. it's always going to great for some people and yeah. for some people. Look, yeah. at first I was a bit like, what are you doing? That, yeah. um, this is this feels weird. It felt it felt weird to start off with. Did and you then, squirm in your seat a little bit? I but did. you got it though. That's the important thing. But yeah, well, at first I was a bit like, is this the voice of his daughter or something like that? And then in my mind, I was like, I didn't realize the song was about his daughter. And then I went, no, 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 this is the song itself <laughs> talking. And then I got on board with it. I was like, this is great because how often do we actually get to see a song defend themselves and say? You know, yeah, okay. And that's a song that has, has to defend itself. Well, it does. Yeah. yeah. And I think in a way it's a bit like, so Augie March, for example, great band, but they always have One Crowded Hour as like their big song. Okay. And people always like, you know, this is it, play that one song. And they have a whole array of other great songs as well that people just forget <laughs> because they just want that one song. And, and you can understand the frustration of the artist. I mean, we've spent a lot of time with Steve now and he's sort of... Yeah, you do sort of lean over to his side and go, mm. oh, yeah, I know what you mean. And mm. and people do come up, you know, he's, he's said it, yeah, people come up to him and go, oh, you know which song of yours is my favourite? And he goes, let me guess, Milky Way. He goes, yeah, <laughs> how did you know? He's like, well, you know. Well, I'll, I'll touch on that in a second because I want to continue on talking about you voicing yeah. the song. <laughs> what was that like for you? Well... We had tried a few people, yes. and I'm, I'm actually quite shy. I'm actually a radio producer. I'm usually on the other side, and I get other people to talk. I'm usually quite shy. And then Michael said, go for it. And I said, look, I haven't got anything to lose. And if he says, oh, my God, you are crap, I'm not going to take offence. <laughs> so I just thought it's nice to have a little bit of me in the film because I was part of the film. Yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's a big joy in my life, and I just want to be part of it. So I was thrilled to have the voice there. I was a bit concerned because I'm not 30 years old, like the voice. But like the song, yeah, yeah. yeah, we're working on that, should it be this? It, and on that, we originally had a, a Scandinavian accent. Right. And once Karen got on board, it was yeah. who's who. Now, yeah. now it really, everyone was going, is that Karen? 
is that and then, but it's an Australian song isn't it well that, that's what I was about yes. to say I, I'm kind of glad that you didn't go down yeah. that tact even oh. though it's co-written that yeah. way mm. you know it is a very Australian song absolutely yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know, that, I mean you'd have to say that's a you know I, I, go, I could sit here and go oh that was completely planned and so forth but believe me I tried a bunch of voices <laughs> It is, you know, it's, and, and I've worked in the industry enough to know we've done that with, with everything I've worked on. You sit there and you go, this is going to be the greatest voice ever. And then it's like, wow, who, who knew that Richard E. Grant wouldn't fit that? You know, <laughs> it's yeah. Richard E. Grant. Yeah. You know, yeah. But you sort of, it, it's a tough battle. Yeah. yeah. Really and it had is. to be a girl, didn't it? It really did. I, yeah, that's it. It definitely oh. had to be a girl. Yeah. Right? No, yeah. I agree. Because, you know, then. There's their there's, tension. Yeah, and there's just, well. it's an orbit around Kilby in a way. That's, yeah. that's a bit what it is. Yeah. 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 And I think that's the thing is that, you know, in the bands in Australia, the, you know, Steve Kilby is the face and the voice of yeah. the church. And, you know, the film does talk about the changing band members and stuff like that and the, the difficulties that go in in that aspect. And I think that's the thing is that you can talk about the church, but you can't talk about the church without focusing on the fact that Steve is the church. And, and he says that himself. Exactly. Doesn't he? Yes, he, he wouldn't say what well, the other band members were saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he said he's running them as well. Well, he, there's, that, there's that moment where they're talking about the front cover of a magazine. Yeah. And essentially saying, yes. you know, yeah. hey, <laughs> if you're going to talk about the church, it, you just have to put my face yeah. there, yeah. which is kind of appropriate. How is it dealing with a personality like Steve? Because I think <laughs> what I really enjoy about the film is that it doesn't pander to him. You know, in the sense that, you know, yeah, he's a yeah, great guy, absolutely. he really is, but it does feel like he could easily overpower the project in some regards. Yeah. So how do you yeah. how do you manage that? The important thing is to not pander to him. He doesn't want that. He's, you know, he's mm. a super intelligent human being. But if, yeah. if you're, you know, as we left him last, I said, thank you. And I probably said thank you to him about 10 times. And I said to him, are you sick of me saying thank you? <laughs> and he was sort of like... He never answered yes or no. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, and that's what he doesn't want. He wants you to, you know, he wants the reason why we're doing things. So we have him chasing after a car and various other things we get him to do. And as long as you explain your intent and you talk, talk it through, and he wants to talk things through. Mm. I mean, he loves to talk a bit about himself, about the film now, about the band, his music, whatever. And he wants to have that discussion and open it up. So it wasn't difficult once you learned not to be the fan going, could you please do this? Could you please do this? It became a little bit like, well, we want you to do this, we want you to do that. And you'll go, yes, yes, no, no. Yeah. And literally like that, there'll be no in-between words. I, yeah. thought was, <laughs> I thought he was great to deal with. He was really easygoing. He, when we say, he always said yes, he wouldn't, he wouldn't do it if he didn't want to. Yeah. But we didn't push him on things. Yes. But he was also just such a natural that you think you're just going out for a tiny little shoot and then oh, you get these yeah. wow moments. We got Was caught out, yeah, with a few cards, you know, not have enough space on cards and things yeah. like that occasionally. So, yeah, yeah well, sorry. No, I, I think that that's the thing about people who have such great personalities. Yeah. And I think what, what you managed to do as well is you balance the fact that he is such an exuberant guy and, you know, can talk mm. your ears off and all that kind of stuff, which is fantastic. It's great to see. But then you balance it with other people as well, film critic, uh, music critics, not film critics, uh, but music <laughs> critics. <laughs> and, and You just want to be in the next one, don't you? <laughs> please, please. <laughs> uh, that, how much is in that brown envelope? Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, how did you approach those people and, and how do you decide who to get in touch with? Uh, the key thing is, and again, another going back a bit to the, 
the voice of Milky Way, you need two or three people that keep driving it forward, mm-hmm. which they don't appear to be driving it forward. Yeah. So what is it? Was it Captain Exposition? Exposition in um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you need a little bit of that. So you need a Michael Dwyer to go. Well, we were here, and then we're here, and now we're here. Yeah. Milky Way does it a little bit. Says yeah. the thing that Steve doesn't want to say. Stuart Coop tells his sort of combined tale. So it was people that I thought held some weight. Mm-hmm. We didn't want to go down the, hey, here's Brandon Flowers from The Killers, and I really love Steve, you know. And it's like, okay, well, yeah, okay, that's great. Um, so finding people who are genuine, who they, you know, they're important enough within the context of music writing to say, to believe, mm. and then just keep it moving forward. Yeah. I mean, Chuggy was Chuggy was needed to start them yeah. and finish them yeah. because he's such a great sort of bookend, isn't he? When yeah. you hit the Hall of Fame thing, yeah. and there he is again. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like going, well, you, your voice hasn't changed much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, it's finding those people. And I had I had Waddy Wattell lined up, but I could never get to the states. Couldn't afford it. Um, would he have added anything to it? I don't think so, actually. Um, and it was really nice to have Ian Hogue, obviously, to fill in that yep. sort of story. Uh-huh. And Tim Poles, just a great talker, and, and he joined the band at a pretty weird time yeah. and, and kept them together in a way. We probably don't go down that route much, but it's not, yeah. a, it's not a film about the church. So it's implied, and I think everyone's just slotted in perfectly, really. And yeah. his, his mate, uh, Reverend Chris. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. That was yeah. I also think um, one of the most important people in the film is Karen. I just yeah. think if we didn't have her, yeah. it would have just missed the the real story. And that's another part of yeah. uh, Steve's story, you know, that relationship. And that was, I just think she was beautiful in it. Do you? I, I do. Yeah. I think she was really great and, and definitely a necessary inclusion to, mm-hmm. to flesh out everything yeah and and it adds to you know even though you the voice work is there for the the song itself it it kind of takes away from the sort of testosterone aspect of it yeah (laughs) absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, it's just this instant softening and this sort of gentle nature that appears and and it's not like it's blokey bloke no it's it's not because kilby isn't that sort of character i mean he is because he's chummy and and you know you you sort of one of the he's one of those guys you want to be your best mate and blah blah blah, but yeah, Karen just this gentleness and yeah. this softness and and you know what a major part of Australian music history she oh, yeah. is. Yeah, yeah massive part, massive. <laughs> In yeah. fact, go through quite a few of the credits and a couple of the um, go-between songs or the McLennan songs and yeah, and there she is. Her name pops up. Wow. Well, that's the thing. So the big song like that every that that you know musicians have. Beds are burning for midnight oil. Obviously, Milky Way for the church, and Are You Going to Be My Girl for Jet, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. These are all songs which broke out bigger than you know just Australia. What do you think is it is for sort of Australian bands that they need to kind of push a little bit harder within Australia to be recognised, or internationally <laughs> even as well. That's that's the story, isn't it? It's yeah. about Australian music. Mm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the overreaching arc, isn't it? It's um, well, I'll you know, I'll, I'll channel my wife, who's an English <laughs> and I would play her stuff, and she would sort of, you know, start dancing in an eighties way or whatever, and go, well, why wasn't that a hit? Here she goes, we've got that. Yeah. So she would play another. We've got that. Ah, uh, yeah. Why do we need it? We've yeah. got that. So it's very interesting when things hit. 
So uh, I think Crowded House is a great example. Weather with you, and they had a, they had a good goodish patch when it's released with the summer and the English. If it's a summery song and there's a bit of sun out there, they'll buy it in their droves. You know, yeah. away you go, it's fine. So you hit the right point, and of course they sounded classically sort of Beatley and that sort of thing. But if if a band comes over and they're a bit eighties, yeah, they just don't need them. And probably the same in America. You know, a band like the Angels turns up and they think, well, we've sort of got a lot of those sort of bands. And I think there's a bit of the snobbery from other countries about Australian music more than anything. It's fair. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's not fair that they're snobbery at all because we make some great stuff. That's right. (laughs) Absolutely. But that's the joy of it too. And what we didn't show in there in in the Hall of Fame, Kilby says the same thing. He says he wanted to show Marty all this great music we had that the world hadn't heard. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And and an important time they were defining it when, you know, Farnham was just doing covers of the latest hits in England and so forth, and people started making their own music, their proper Australian music. And we make some great stuff. Oh. And, and that's kind of the, the thing I find really interesting as well, because you look at the touring aspect of, of an, sort of an ageing band like The Church. You yeah. know, they've been around for a long time. Mature band like The Church. Uh, <coughs> yes, that's correct. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'll edit that out. <laughs> um, but, you know, they yeah, a mature band like The Church, and essentially... You know, they, they still sell out shows internationally. But then there's this great moment where, you know, Steve's going on about having to do, you know, Margaret River, yeah. Settlers Tavern and stuff like that. Great venue, you know, down in, in yeah. Margaret River and, yeah. and Prince Wales Hotel and Bunbury. Fantastic yeah. venues. But, you know, there is genuine complaints about the fact that it's a tiny little venue. And, you know, the drummer's right behind you and yep. it's got tinnitus and stuff like that. <laughs> so... Was that kind of like just something that fell into it that, that they were doing a tour and you're like, all right, well, we've got to capture this? Or was it something that you're aiming to tell? Well, there's a degree of wanting to tell that because the fact that I was based in the UK, so I, and even in uh, England, they play a big gig in London and then they play a smallish gig in Brighton. Mm-hmm. So that immediately there's a contrast. And that's off the back of the Primavera, Primavera one, which, yeah, there's... 40,000 people, Steve says. Yeah, well, I wasn't <laughs> head counting. Yeah. And we can't say they all turned up for the church. But they didn't move. And it was a very interesting thing yeah. to watch if you ever watch it. It's sort of, they come on and they open with a killer song called Block, which no one really knows. But live, it is, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it. Yeah. And you could see the crowd not go anywhere. And then stayed with them. And, you know, and they had that play a killer 45 minutes out in the way there. So, yeah, could you imagine being Bunbury two weeks later? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no offence, Bunbury, right. but you know we just came off the back of being at Melbourne Film Festival, and sort of you know, moments later, sleeping in the back of your mum's <laughs> mum's yeah, house, going. Yeah. People were taking photos of <laughs> <laughs> right. so, yeah. We all have it a bit. But I we? think we were we were fortunate that when we filmed that part, that 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 was the episode that had just happened after yeah. the big tour. Yeah. I'm I'm the Perth person. We knew that this tour was happening. Mike came over for it, and I think we did capture. The, you know, that part of his story mm. of the ageing rock star. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think... You that, said it, not me. Yeah, yeah that, my words, my words, I, I own it. <laughs> but that's the thing, I, I you know, as a, as a gig goer, I really enjoyed seeing those venues on oh, screen. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a bit of a, a selfish aspect, in, especially as a You're right there, right? We've all been there. Yeah. We'll be going, that bloke's beer comes a little bit close to you. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's my good jacket, mate. Yeah. yeah. That's it. And, you know, I especially because it's a shot of Fly By Nightclub, which, you know, that 
particular iteration of Fly By Night doesn't exist anymore and it's one of the best venues that we ever had in Perth. So, yeah. you know, it was really nice seeing it on screen. I was like, oh, Come back. I was getting a bit misty-eyed <laughs> there. But, but that's the thing is that we, we forget about what it means to be, to have been big and then to go to these small places. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess one of the, the things that kind mm-hmm. of uh, intrigued me a bit was the, the increasing nostalgia that we have for, you know, bands and stuff like that. And, and even though they were big in America or UK or whatever with one particular song, we still only tend to remember the from in Australia for that one particular song. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if there's really a question. It's funny, we're all sort of sitting here going, yeah, this is... Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. So we're all... But I think what you're possibly driving at, they're not a nostalgia act. That's no, they're the not. Thing. Oh. They're and still they're so determined not to be, and I think we were desperately trying to get that across in the film. Yeah. Going, yes. This guy does not start moving forward. That's Why right. would you? Because, and we, we said it in one well, of the Q&As, also that a comedian will be crucified for doing the same gags, directing yeah. the same, same films, yeah. and yet they scream at the band to play the same songs. Yeah. If they don't play them, they want to lynch them. And I think, Steve, I think Steve Kilby said it in the film too. He said, that was 30 years ago. I'm now 63 or 62, whatever yep. he is. I was a 32-year-old person then. Yeah. I'm not that same person. Like, you, all of us, what were we doing 30 years ago? And that's not what you want. I would not want to be remembered. No. No. <laughs> so I really get what you're saying. I sing the madness and the light. The evangelists have gone off the wrong way. Ordinary people in their homes, all asleep. But I heard them wrong in the wake of the storm. My memory has somehow become full. Events queue up to be admitted. I stand for a long time gazing at myself and what has become of me. I am an astronaut cut off from Earth. And I've entered some other space. That's okay. Yeah. Patty's got a new friend. Oh, that'll be fine. That's okay. Patty and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so where were we? Um, the gigging and stuff like that, which is fantastic. It's yeah. great to see. Yeah. That he's still doing it. Yeah. He's still doing it. And, and also, we showed that on, on film, I think. It's, um, yeah, big venues, small venues, and the different. And he, but he still gives it his all now. I mean, he, once he bitched about Margaret and Bunbury, he. They're untouchable shows. Yeah. Well, that's it, and we definitely like you show that he's he's enjoying them, yeah. and that's what that's what a showman he is in the fact that hey, all right, I'm going to put my all into these shows. Yeah. You know, yeah. shit that the drummer's right behind me, but I tell you what, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah have a yeah. I'm going to win this. And yeah. I also yeah. sort of thought, it doesn't matter what industry you are in. If, if, if you got to 60, you're really good at it. You're, you're really well rehearsed. He knows what he's doing. He yeah. can just go out there and do it, and he's great at it. Well, that's it. And, you know, it's, as you're saying, he, the, you know, all the music and stuff that we, we do tend to remember them for, that was 30 years ago. 
But the way that film, that music, I keep on saying film, but the way that music is, is consumed nowadays is very different. Like, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. you know, probably the latest church album is not going to get airplay on whatever radio yeah. station. It's not going to get airplay on Triple J and all that kind of yeah. stuff, which is really frustrating. Was that interesting, though? Because, I mean, they're as independent as anyone that's going near Triple J. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and they certainly sell, you know, at least less records. So it's sort of like, that, that is ageist. Yeah. Well, it is, and but that's the thing. It, it I think that that you know, un, unknowingly in a way, you've you've shown that, you know, to to stay relevant and to stay active, you got to keep on touring, regardless of how old you know you yes. are, and yeah. regardless of, of yeah. what venues you're yeah. in, you got to keep on touring and mm-hmm. pushing out the albums and stuff like that if you want to stay relevant. And mm. and that's the thing is that you know he pushes past just being one song. Yeah. And he works with lots of people as well. He helps produce yeah. and he has little... Um, oh, collaborations. Collaborations, yeah. Everywhere. So he really enjoys new stuff and meeting new people. It's he loves, great. He loves meeting new people. Yes. And I think that's the other thing which I found fascinating too is that there's a shot sort of later on in the, the, the film where he sits down and does a podcast with somebody. Yeah, and with Andrew McMillan, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's sitting in their bedroom, yeah. you know, just going on about stuff. Yeah. His book, which I was just like... It was a really handy moment because it was a literal mob of questions. I was just going, what? I don't need to ask him that. Don't need to ask him that. Don't need to ask him that. Great. We left there. And I, that, I tell you what, that night, because of the stuff that Andrew brought up, which I was going to bring up with him, I just sat and watched the band. I had a gig with the church. Left my mates filming. I went down, yeah. the, down the front and had a few beers and watched the church. You know, That's it. Yeah. It was great. A day yeah. off for you. Yeah, it was a day off for me. Yeah. Uh, the, the other guys didn't think that. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it pushes the fact that he is you know, still eager to do everything. Oh, what an honest heart and what an honest soul to Definitely. let yeah. it out. So with his book, which you take the title from, yeah, was that, like, did you use that as inspiration or... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, as a guide, it's a guide, a spine. We sort of call mm-hmm. it. It's sort of a map, I guess, is another way of saying it. Didn't want to do the same thing we did with Cummings. I'm not sure if you've seen the Cummings film, but it's the Cummings film was very much. You, they were, he was reading it out, and then the people he was talking about, they started reading it out. So it was a real, you know, it was the text. It was the heart and soul of it. Yeah. But this one wasn't to be that. It was. It was a guide. And then I realised you can't just stick to that, you know, because actually that's that's his. Um, What's the, the style was just him talking, wasn't it? Yeah. And his words aren't normally that. His blog is this sort of village yeah. of lyrics and words. Psychedelic even. And his, his words and his songs it, are just sort of, you know, amazing couplets of rhymes and things going on that sort of make sense a bit further down the line. So we just couldn't stick to that. Because yeah. that would just do him a disservice. Yeah, which is fair. And, you know, the guy's written over 750 songs. That's right. <laughs> Have you read the book? I haven't read the book. I really, and that's the thing. After seeing the film, I'm like, yeah, I want to read it. Yeah. I want to, I want to seek out more information. We and sort of because it, it ends in quite an abrupt thing. The book it, get, it gets to a point yeah. and then it sort of stops, and we sort of moved on a bit more from that. I heard someone say the other day that it was um, that our film was very much in the now and not just yeah. sat back in archive. Again, I hear people say things like that. And I think thank you. That's what we're trying to do. We're not. 
I'm not making an archive film. You know, yeah. go, and, go, go and watch YouTube, go and read Wiki if you want to know what the Australian story is for. I like Australian story, but. That was 15 years ago as well. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we need the facts? You can, you've got it up in 30 seconds in front of you. Exactly. You know, let's go, let's. Okay, I said it before, let's get to the soul of the man. And that's what and, we're trying to do. And yeah. he did in there, and we just. And I think when I read the book, I just realised how funny he was. He was really funny. His stories are funny and the way he wrote them. And then when you meet him, he's, he's a comedian, well, really. Well, that was the thing, too, because we read it after interviewing him. And so, ah. you, again, you start hearing his... You really can hear his voice. Yeah. And you can see his hand going, oh, <laughs> grabbing yeah. up Reese and telling the story yeah. the way you go. And, you know, yeah. it's, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah. it's entertaining, exactly. Yeah. I recommend the book too. Well, that's it. There you go, double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> so how was it... Talk about the, the touring aspect of the film. So you, you were in Melbourne with the film recently. Yes. How was that? Uh, it was just wonderful. I was mean, it the premiere there? Sorry, yeah, was that was the world premiere. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it's, it's funny. You work on a film for three years and then the last month is the most manic time of all the time. <laughs> I had to get it finished, I had to get it graded, I had to get it mixed, and, wow. and you, know, you sort of sit there in limbo for a little bit, it's been a final cut for months, but you know, I'm not going to go and spend the money until we know we've got a destination. Yep. In fact, it was Cine First, first, well, first came to us and yeah. said, hey, we want to show your film. Thanks, Cine First. So we were great, that was great, fantastic, and then all of a sudden Melbourne came, and Melbourne came quite late, and they were apologetic for that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks. Now I really have to. Yeah, you know, my deadline just came back for three weeks, right, yeah. and uh, yeah, so that was quite interesting. But Melbourne, it was it was a buzz. Five days, and prior to that, we started getting some interviews done. Kilby is once again really generous with his time, and he, he knew it was important to tell people about it. So we started getting these reviews, and we're going, wow. And one of you know one of the first ones was seven must see films at MIF. So we just called blindly. That's amazing. <laughs> so we started building up and then we did some interviews at the ABC and yeah. everyone, we, and we didn't have any negativity. So we're just, we're getting pumped up. And then it gets to the day and we go and see it. Uh, first time I ever saw it on a big screen. And it was, it was crazy. It was, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. How, how was it hearing your voice in the cinema? <laughs> oh, it freaked me out. It always freaks me out. I hate my voice. Did your friends notice? They, yeah, so I took a whole bunch of friends. They didn't realise it was me the first time until, sure. until the second time. And I wanted that to be a surprise, but they were, they were chuffed because I'm there forever. Well, that's it. You're you're part of history yeah. in some regard now, which yeah. is fantastic. And, what a, and you know what a song to be. Yeah, and it was. We, it's nothing we ever take for granted. Listen, oh, we three years of battling it out, blasting the credit card, not knowing where you're going to get to. We don't. I don't have money to put on these screenings. So that's the second time I'd seen it on the big yeah. screen. First time with the full grade. I have to apologise. The dog is climbing all over you. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. One of my fans. Yeah. I'll, I'll sign it later. Uh, yeah. So there are there is, you know, some tense moments in amongst all that. You know, oh. the technical side. Of it, I, I'm, I'm not. I paced up and down the back of the cinema the entire yeah. 85 minutes. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that, that for first time, you know, screenings and stuff like that. That's probably a very common thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's tough, imagine. man. But it, it yeah. is. That's. And you've seen the film, and it's it's that title card sequence when people laugh. Then I thought, yeah, that's what I, I was took saying. a big deep breath in, and I thought life's okay. You well, spoiler alert! Cause it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. There is this shot which I was a bit like, you know, I I was unsure what was going to happen because it really establishes who Steve is as a person. Where he's yeah. standing on a beach, the back is to the camera, and 
you know, everything kind of, and it's a beautiful shot. It really is. And then you hear this, oh, fucking, you know. (laughs) And he walks off. And I was a bit like, wow, okay, this is really set up and established who he is as a person. Yeah. And I know what sort of film we're going to get from here. This is great because, you know, if it was, if it had kind of faded out with his back, it would have been a bit like, all right, so this is going to be one of those kinds of films, which is like, Oh, yeah, good. and that was that was as 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 written on the page three years ago. Yeah, yep. uh, and uh, he went for it. We did have some art imitating life moments while doing it. <laughs> the film wasn't called that originally. Yeah. Um, and when he, when we finished shooting it, he says, "So, what's going on there, Brookie?" <laughs> so he says, "Yeah, Brookie." So what's how I said? So I said to him, "Well, what's happening is the title will appear above your head, and you'll get the shits, and you'll storm off." And he says. Oh, so what's it going to say? And I said, well, the film's called Steve Kilby and the Milky Way. He goes, oh, fuck, no. <laughs> no, Brookie, you can't call it that, mate. You can't. I said, but I sent you the skit. He goes, well, you just can't call it that. <laughs> We're going, all right. So, uh, and he, awkwardly, we dropped him home. <laughs> but he took my call the next day. Yeah. So did he read the words for the song before? To, uh, for the script, for the treatment, I said. Yeah. Well, he told me he did, but... Sure. Yeah. Because I'm curious whether he'd have any kind of feedback in regards to... He's he's not asked... I'll tell you what, he asked to take one thing out. Okay. You don't have to say what it is. No, no, no. This this is the brilliant nature of the man. Okay, so he he took out... There was a scene where he goes... He was showing us how he played his bass guitar and he said his mum came in and told him, you don't stop fucking playing that. <laughs> and it was really funny. But he said, oh, it, it, I make it sound like my mum's swearing and there's no way my mum would ever swear. So can we oh. take that out? Oh. That's really sweet. And how yeah. sweet is it with his mum? I still yeah. like, I laugh like a drain every time yeah. when they get almost with you wrong. <laughs> she, she is really beautiful in the film she and is. adds so much yeah. to it as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all of us sitting there with our mums, isn't it? Yeah. That's right. So after Cinefest, what's the plan? Ah, good question. Because I know I know that people are going to be interested in yeah, seeing yeah. it. A lot of people are interested in seeing it. Um, well, we're hatching some plans. It has a, a it has a festival shelf life for a bit. Um, there is talk of something in the US at the moment, a festival. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, I won't say we're making it up as we go along. We've got some plans, and we'd like to fire that. And Steve's right behind it. We have yeah. to get out of the way of the church for a little bit. Yep. They're off to the States. New album's going to be coming. Uh, touring Australia in November. Don't think I'm giving that away. That was mentioned. No, I, I, I think, think it, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I guess we've got to slot in around that. And as, as he says in the film, he can't get in the way of the church. You know, that's, that's the big job. Yeah. yeah that's where, it, that's yeah. where it's at. Which is a shame because he's got a fantastic solo album sitting waiting to come out. Yeah. The end credits is a, a new solo single. Right, and okay. It's absolute ball terror. Yeah. Yeah, great song, and it's such a shame that's going to just sit but there. But we'd, uh, you know, getting back, we'd love everyone to see it. Yes. And if someone helps us so that it does get into the screenings, <laughs> that, that's what we'd love. I mean, everyone yeah. wants to see it. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. And, I I, and I think it, you yeah, know. Well said, it's, it's very true. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's a music film, but it's it's a lot more. So I don't think it's a small audience. I think we can hit well, lots of people with it. The thing is, like, so I've seen a lot of music documentaries yeah. in the theatre, <laughs> and they're great. You know, they're really good because all the time, whenever you go and see them, you always get people walking out and yeah. singing the songs. Yeah. 
and the dancing in the aisles a little bit, even yeah. with the music. Like I went and saw Nick Cave documentary. First one? Uh, the first second one. Second one. The really depressing one. It's black nice. and white 3D uh, film. <laughs> and people were dancing in the aisles as come out. I'm like, this is not that kind no, of no, film. No. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. sick human being. Yeah, but, but you know, there is certainly, you know, there is, a, there is that aspect of, you know, you're going to a, a gig in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The gig just happens to be a film. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I... I I would like to go and see it on the big screen. Yeah. I've got a big screen here at home, but you know, <laughs> he, I would. He like has spoke. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like Don't to see them just the side of it. Yeah, I'd like to see it on an even bigger screen. Well, listen, it, you know, part of the thinking is we we want to get him and the film together because that's just a great double act. It, it is. It's just yeah. He's fantastic. He sings a couple of songs, and he's it's it's like the film doesn't end. So he's so everyone that's has a happy right. moment. Then on he's on stage waving his arms around and you know having a go at Milky Way having a voice and. Telling other stories about other I things. I think everyone in Melbourne at Cinefest they watched the film, and what what we're also chuffed about. No one moved. Sometimes yeah. people, you know, sneak out because they go, oh, "We don't really want to listen to this for another." Everyone stayed, and mm-hmm. everyone loved it even more. His Q and As because he's just he's like in the film. He's so honest. He'll tell you what he thinks, and yeah. he's funny. So everyone was in hysterics. So it was like a comedy routine <laughs> after the film. So yeah. you know, yeah. if you get to see it at Cinefest, you've got to stick around for the Q and A. That's it. And he's going to be down there. Yeah, he's doing the, he's doing the Q and A on the first night, Margaret River. And, um, and you're just left with me on in yeah. Bustleton. Sorry, Bustleton. Just be flying out again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it'll be, it'll be a fantastic event, that's for sure. Yeah, looking forward to that. So you met Steve doing your first film and yes. you decided to do a film on him. Did you meet anybody on this film and be like, I need to do a film on you? Is that how your films are going to be yeah. happening from so, now yeah. on? <laughs> <laughs> we can honestly uh, say we've got a couple of ideas. Yes. Great. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, not, we're not going to stop now, are we? There's things, things flipping around, you know, and um, as someone said to us the other day, we're going to find another Stephen of Australian rock and roll. Well, who's left? No, no. Well, Stevie Wright. But I think someone else to do that. I think yeah. he's gone. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, we've got some things, and, and we Great. really want to ride the back of this. You know, yeah. people people have loved both our films, oh. and it's you know we, every day and it's, it's like wow, that's 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 amazing because we kind of like them. Well, it's, yeah, it's good. Do you want to keep on cataloguing Australian music in some regards? Then I, I certainly want an Australian edge to things, and, and I think it's helped that I've been overseas because you do look back on your home country in a different way. And oh. I don't mean it in a more superior way or anything like that. It's just it's you know, it's, isn't it's it? a different set of lenses. You sort of go, wow, you know, why did I like that when I can play? As we discussed earlier, you play it with someone else over there, and they go. Eh. And you think, wow, how can you say no to that? That's, yeah. that's my <laughs> childhood, damn you. <laughs> so um, I, want a, I want an impression on, on a, some sort of Australian idea to be tagged into. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, if I can put out a request, I would love to see a Triffids documentary. But You know it's coming. No, I don't. Oh, well, there okay. you go. It's, yeah. been... it's not us. <laughs> not us. Uh, yeah, that's been... Um, there's a Facebook page. Right. Go and look for it. Um, they've... Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a fascinating story. There you go. You're already plugging somebody else. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, I, I contacted them because because Kilby's done Wide Open Road and he's had links to it. And I said, you know that about you know I didn't yeah. want to be you know, teaching what to do, but it was like God, he's he he loves that song. He loves my kind and it's, and yeah. Well, the very first time I ever saw him live was years and years ago. Uh, uh, Perth International Arts Festival had. Triffids playing and of course you know there was a whole bunch of different voices 
uh, singing the songs and he did one of them yeah. and it was just stunning yeah stunning like I, I'm a Triffids fan first I love the church too but you know yeah. I'm a Triffids yeah. fan yeah. first and to see him provide this, the voice to some of these songs is just just powerful and yeah. and that's the thing is that you know to go back to how great a person he is he embodies that those music those those songs that aren't his that's right with the same amount of energy as if he wrote it himself yeah he, he was telling us in the car the other day that he's the king of the uh, sort of tribute gig at the moment well, <laughs> he's he been did, doing lots of cure um, things and yeah. he's bowie he did david bowie apparently he was right. fantastic in that he did david bowie yeah he played well. a t-rex on the other night oh, at, uh, at the brian nankervitz oh, show yeah fantastic. yeah it was lovely yeah really yeah. good yeah yeah no he's good so before I, because we've been going for a bit now, yeah. is is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wish that people would know about this film? Um. So you, you're going to be you're going to cut that for a bit. <laughs> I can I can edit that out. <laughs> Bloody producers. Uh, yeah. I don't. I just sort of think a part of it. What I'm really proud about Michael's work is he's he's just done it on a shoestring. You know, I just think that's part of the story as well. To 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 go out there and make a story. If he actually had to pay for his editing and his directing, it would cost a lot of money. But he's done this on an absolute well, on a credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I think it's amazing. And and you, you've seen what it looks like. It doesn't yeah. look like a. You know, a low-budget film, does it? No, yeah. not at all. And that's calling in favours. I thought I'd called in all the favours on the Cummings one. and um, But, you know, it, people, my friends enjoyed that. We all went to Mount Lawley College together and did film and TV. And, and we, um, you know, they're just like, yeah, when else? no one else is offering us to do a film. So and you went to ECU? Mount Lawley TAFE. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Tough, yeah. So we all a diploma of photography and film and television, and yeah. um, we've all gone off in the world and as editors, funny enough. It was three editors yeah. running around the world shooting it. Yeah, that's funny. So you can imagine that. We're all looking at it through the lens and going, no, I'm never going to use that. <laughs> well, well, funnily enough, you're not the first person that I've actually interviewed who has had kind of a start from there. Um, so I did an interview with um, the guys behind Top Knot Detective. So, okay. Um, Aaron McCann and Dominic Pierce, and they they essentially had their start in there as well. Yeah. So you know, there's there's a lot of great talent coming from there. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, we we just we learnt a lot there, and probably forgot it for over the next years of working. But um, as editors, we you know we, I think it gives us a different perspective of the way we shoot things in a way. Yeah. And um, but these guys. Steve Scott and Wayne Dixon, they just give up everything. And my mm. another mate of mine, Ash Waring, who's a cameraman, you know, they all just go, yeah, rookie, where do you want me to be? Where do you want me to be? Let's go. Mm. And good on them. You know, this film's, we couldn't do it without them. Definitely. So as an editor for you, because you did a, uh, you edited a film called Noma. Yes, that's right. Good, good film. I enjoyed oh, thank it. thank you. Thank you. Um, Pierre Deschamps, yeah. fantastic director. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference in editing a film about food versus editing a film that you've directed about music? Uh, well, I guess it's, it's a thing you sort of go, is it about food and is it about music? It's that sure. thing, isn't it? <laughs> Listen, I learned a lot from Pierre, and Pierre was the one that really sort of pinpointed, you've got to go after the heart. It's about, it's about the man, it's about the people, it's about the relationships. You know, you can stare at the food as much as you like, yeah. And it is a, a window into the soul, whatever, you know, you know, I'm using big giant quotation marks there. But, <laughs> but you learn so much about people. And I like seeing people talk too. So, you know, I'm probably to the detriment of the film, I stay on people a little bit long talking. 
but you learn so much in a you look, in a, in a look, in a, in a delivery, in a, mm. you know. So um, again, learn that, you know, learn that from just years of editing. Let's stay on it, stay on it, stay on it. So just don't, you know, cut when you can and, and linger when you want to. It's, it, but don't outstay your welcome. That's so, the important thing. Don't make it too hard. <laughs> well, that's the thing. So how much footage did you shoot for this <laughs> film? Mountains. I mean, yeah. we've got you know eight gigs in the bag right. with two cameras. You know. Well, that's it. Nowadays, we don't talk about feet or yeah, you know, yeah. anything like Just that. It's gigabytes. gigabytes. <laughs> and gigabytes. So, yeah. But it's probably the great scheme of things. It's not that much. It's probably you know eight, ten terabytes or something like that. You know, oh. it's it's a lot. But remember, life was made because they they did the same songs and the songs I wanted to use. So you could really sort of pick and choose between gigs. Yeah. And it's just him. I mean, my wife had to do all the transcriptions, you know. Bless her for that. <laughs> That's two hours in the backyard with kilts. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not sure I asked you a question. But no, 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 it's, no, it's good. Yeah, yeah. It's exciting, and, and that's what I like about editing. Those first, you know, writing the treatment, mm. getting to that, sort of sticking to that treatment for a bit, and then realising where that path's taken you. Mm. Um, it's, it's fascinating, yeah. So, as an Australian who lives overseas, how is it making an Australian film from overseas, how do, how you go about that? Well, I, I, I made a sort of pact with myself once I decided to stay and live in the UK for a bit that I'd come back every year. Mm-hmm. And as it's worked out, I sort of channeled that around the films in the last five years. So it helped that Kilby turned up and they, the church played in, in mm. England. Um, so that helped. We tried to get to the States to film in with on some bit of development funding, but we got knocked back. And it's it's just taking your chances, you know. Thinking, well, okay, well they've got those gigs. And it's like you said, we looked at it and went, wow, this, yeah. we can go to Sydney, Brisbane, big gigs, big gigs, big gigs, and then go to Perth, and they're going to do those two little shows. Yeah. So yeah. you're right. You're getting that. Okay, that's going to look. And also visually, you're immediately thinking we're going to be Margaret yeah. River, and it's going to be cold, and it's going to be a bit rough and wild. So just make it happen, really. Yeah. yeah. And clear off a bit more of the debt. <laughs> and fly over and. You know, that sort of thing. So, well, yeah. Even though we're a small country, uh, population-wise, we are still pretty big. Well, and it's little... not cheap to get from Perth that's, to Sydney and stuff like that. It's not. and um, and But that that width and that breadth, you know, seeing Brisbane and then you're in, as I say, you're in Margaret River, it's great. All those contrasts work really well. You see him on, the, on Brighton Beach and then he's sort of in yeah. urban Australia. Yeah. yeah. It really makes the film... It's a widescreen, doesn't it? It does. But I think the, the benefit is, is though, even if you didn't have those scenes in Brighton and stuff like that, it would still work and you'd still feel big and, yeah. and expansive. Oh. And yeah. it comes back to the story that you're telling and the person that you're focusing it on. Yeah. I love yeah. seeing that bit of Australia down in, especially Bunbury, mm. seeing the people there and, yeah. and what they the said. The old motel and things like that. And, and, and just having the Australiana in there. I just loved it. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is that, you know, when it goes, when your film goes overseas, people get an understanding of what Australian audiences is like and why Australian audiences are attracted to this kind of music. Mm. And the, the ARIA stuff as well is really fantastic and is really important to oh. show that hey, our music award ceremonies aren't the same as your <laughs> Grammys and Grammys. stuff like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. You've got Chuggy shouting yeah. at you shouting from the audience. From the audience. Yeah. And yeah. earlier on, earlier on um, Tina Arena and Jimmy Young are shouting at each yeah. other. It's just like, yeah. it's exactly. insane, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it is It is the the family aspect of Australian yeah, music. Yeah, nicely put. I yeah, so. yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 Um, so in that regard, um, 
you know, the the question which I ask everybody, and uh, we'll kind of go a bit broader than just film here. Is there an Australian film that you recommend people seek out? And on top of that, is there an Australian album? Doesn't have to be the church. Uh, you can yes. mention a church. Yes, <laughs> is there an Australian album that you might recommend people seek out too? Because this podcast does go internationally. People do listen overseas. Mm. Um, you want to lead? Well, <laughs> a film that's just come out, and it's a West Australian film, and mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it was widely seen. We're talking about documentaries. No. Well, I recommend anyone to see it. It's it was really good. I was captivated. I knew a lot about Whiteley. A lot of people who were there didn't. Um, but it's a great story. Yeah. Really well made. Really interesting. And they um, used old archival uh, voice of his voice um, and sort of cut it to make the voiceover. So it's it's okay. actually his voice in there. So it's it's great. And they use animation from still photos. Beautifully nice. made. But the story is fantastic too. You know the. I'm very excited to see it. It's great. I, yeah. I recommend it, and yeah. it's West Australian mm. too. Mm. And it was edited in yeah West Australian. Everything yeah. Yeah. about that film was West Australian, yeah. Yeah, so it's good to see. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I must yeah. see that myself. Really recommend it. Mm. Yeah. And an album? Do you have an album that you love? Well, I, I suppose because you know uh, I'm 54 now. Nostalgia, my best years. <laughs> it was around about sort of Ice House. I oh yeah. Getting ready to to that album, and every time it comes on now I go back to that time the excitement of getting dressed up to go to the OBH oh right yeah <laughs> so that's and I just think it's still a fantastic album yeah I apologise for that's my dog right. no not at all <laughs> Oh, it's this That's, fluffy bit. Oh, he loves that. I, yes. I, funny enough, I was sitting in the back of the car with um, Kilby, and um, I said to him, I went and saw Ice House and the church at the entertainment oh. center. And I said, I can't remember if it was you or Ice House who stormed off and there was an electrical failure. <laughs> All this dry ice started and there was an electrical failure and then nothing happened. And, some, and he goes, that was me, Brookie. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's, yeah. That's, just, That's it. A, a question I don't want to ask for 35 years. I just couldn't you, remember it. He goes, yeah, that was me, Brookie. He's got good memory then. Yeah, he has, yeah. He it's dangerous, yeah. But that's it. And then, you know, coming back to some of his stories about his drug addiction and oh. stuff like that, you know, which is a really, unfortunately, seems to be a recurring narrative with musicians Doesn't around it? the world. Yeah. Uh, you know, creativity kind of fuels that kind of thing. And, oh. and as he says, it, it was more that, you know... The voices in the head, sort exactly. of thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah. And isn't it amazing? You see, a, a, what looks like the uber confident guy like that had anxiety because you yeah. feel like, wow, I feel a little bit better about myself. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I could be, I could be stressed out about a screening or something. Yeah. yeah. So what about you? What, what oh, I, I haven't avoided the question. <laughs> I would go for what I just think is one of the best Australian films I've seen for a long time, and that was The Daughter. Really? Uh, right. I just thought it was wonderful. Yeah. You're, you're looking at me like, oh, God, I couldn't buy into that. But it's just, it was one of those things where you go, love all the actors in it, and it didn't disappoint, as opposed to, oh, I really love that guy, I love it, yeah. and then you go there and go, well, they didn't bother trying with anything else because they got the actors. But that, I, yeah, I felt that. I, I thought it was good. My wife did not <laughs> we, we still have arguments about it to the, yeah. today overruled <laughs> and an Australian album oh, Australian give album. you a double whammy I'll let you oh. off a little bit favourite church album and then on top of that and uh, the church albums it's, it's seance and further deeper so that sort of book ends it for me I just think they've got if you wanted to say they were churchy sounding they're international sounding there was something they were trying to grasp at and I think they got 
He doesn't like seance, or he doesn't like the production on seance. Um, but Further Deeper is a cracking album. I mean, it's, it's faultless, really. Yeah, really good. Um, Favourite Australian album? What's the go-to album? I've got some very mainstreamy ones. Um, cover your ears if you're listening, Mr Kilby. I love the Hootie Gurus. Um, yeah. I, you know, fantastic. I love some of the Cummings uh, solo albums. Just yeah. wonderful. Um, you can't go wrong. I, can't, I, I couldn't tell you what my, my favourite uh, top five albums I'm not sure there's an Australian <laughs> one in it so that's that's bad <laughs> no no not at all not there at all you've yeah. given a great answer well, okay thank you so that's good mm. look we're getting rained out it's a good time to end yeah I came all this way to get rained on in Perth that's it yeah you chose you chose the best time to come to Perth didn't yeah, you maybe. I, I really hope that it's a lot better weather down in Mug River and Bustleton for you and you. and I hope that screenings go wonderfully I, well actually I don't hope I know they will go oh, wonderfully thank you thank you um, you've got great audiences down there they're always very receptive good. and and you'll have a superb You're full of Shiraz uh, well, that does help I mean they're in a good wine region yeah. so that's it yeah. <laughs> definitely uh, so if you're in it's next weekend, isn't it? Or this yes, week? we're on the twenty sixth. Is the uh, is the show the first screening? And uh, Mr. Kilby is playing on the twenty fourth at Mojo's. Wow, yeah. that's cool. And uh, and then the Bustleton screening is the twenty seventh, two o'clock. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much. No, thank you for thank your you. interest in the film. Thank you for watching it, and yeah. thank you for having us. Because you know. You don't need to. We're just a, our little, our little film. Yeah. So it's great. Right. Thank you. Well, that's the thing. Like in, for independent films and small films. Well, not small films because it's a big film. But films with small budgets. You know, I, I appreciate you guys having come across this way uh, to even you know come into my house, yeah, uh, deal with my yeah. dogs. <laughs> they are beautiful dogs. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Last New Wave. Uh, as mentioned, you can certainly check out this film down at Cinefest Oz. It's playing in Bustleton on 26th and 27th of August. And there's also Q&A sessions that are occurring down there as well. Uh, I highly recommend doing it. Uh, I know it's a bit of a trek down there, but if you can, uh, please seek it out. It's great. And I'm sure, as I mentioned, that this, this film will be screening again somewhere in the future. Uh, so head over to the Facebook page. Just do a search for something quite peculiar and you'll be able to find it on there. Hit the like button and you'll be able to keep up to date as to when this film is going to be hitting screens around Australia and hopefully internationally as well. And with that as well, just obviously check in the show notes and I'll put links there too. So thanks for listening to this. I I hope you appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed it. It's a bit of a long interview, but it's... Uh, It was a really good one, and I I thoroughly enjoy doing these kinds of interviews and and learning a lot more about um, what goes into making these kinds of films, these independent films, and it's really interesting. So over the next few days, we've got a couple of really great interviews coming up as well. Uh, Damien Power, the director of Killing Ground, which is uh, on screens right now in Australia, that will be going up in a day or two, as well as an interview with a young director, probably the youngest director I've ever interviewed, um, and that particular interview will be going up in a few days as well if you like what I do and you want to keep a track of where those interviews are then please head over to abfilmreview.com where you can uh, listen to previous episodes of The Last New Wave as well as other episodes of AB Film Review and follow us on social media at AB Film Review on both uh, Facebook and on Twitter as well most active on Twitter and I talk a lot of nonsense on there so you know, head over there and, and follow us there 
Also, if you are using your iPhone or an Apple device to listen to this, well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, I believe that iTunes has changed its name to Apple Podcasts, and if that's the case, then great. Leave us a review on there. It would be fantastic. It just helps people seek out the show and be aware that it exists. And if you want to go that extra step and make sure that you know we can uh, keep on doing what we're doing, um, then support us on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash AB Film Review. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us and, and help the show going. The show will continue going even if we don't get support, but it just makes it a little bit easier for do, to do what we do. Uh, also, head over to followingfilms.com where you can listen to other shows like uh, Pop Culture Case Study as well as the Following Films podcast. That's really about it. That's a lot of promotions there. Oh, geez, I've got to shorten that up. Uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, look, I, I appreciate you having listened to this. I really, really do. Um, keep on watching Australian films. Please do. Please do. Head over to ozflix.tv to watch Australian cinema as well. There's one last plug. I'll see you on the next episode of Last New Wave. Yeah.